0: Hey guys, welcome back to Uncharted Faith. I hope you enjoyed today's message. It is called The Breaking Point. I've got to reach my breaking point in order for real change to occur. Until the pain of staying the same becomes the greater than the pain of change, I will forever remain the same. That's why you can have people that go to church for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and they're the exact same person you met 50 years ago or whenever it was that they started going the pain is that there is no pain in their life that's causing them to change. That doesn't mean that you need pain to change. But I know that if I'm sitting comfortable in my Sunday morning pew and my Sunday morning dress and and I've got the the shirt and the tie and the the nice dress and the nice heels and and I'm teaching Sunday school over here. Let's say I even found a nice boy to marry and I'm married and I've got kids. You know, the the best way that I know how to come to church is to come in my Sunday bed. It's not to come all frazzled with my mascara running all over the place so that you know that something was up this morning. It's not that I was over here cursing my husband out in, in the parking lot because that, that doesn't sit pretty in church. And what God is calling us to do in this time is to say, have you reached your breaking point? Have you reached the point of where playing church and playing life is over and it's not enough for you and it's not good enough because God said it is in our weakness that his power is made whole and that his grace is sufficient for me. The problem with many of us is that we don't want to show our weaknesses and if we don't show our weaknesses and if we don't admit and bring our weaknesses before the very nature of who God is then we can't reach we can't reach our breaking point we can't reach a change his his strength and his power can never be made whole in our weakness because we don't have weakness you, you know thank you know thank god for filters on phones right because it it helps cover up that blemish you know i'm really grateful that it was a long time ago that i used to get made fun of in, in uh, elementary school and a little bit in high school and i remember this one boy in particular i was putting some powder on my face powdering my nose trying to look cute and i wasn't really just trying to look cute i felt ugly and so i was trying to cover up the blemishes because i'm 14 and my face is breaking out i don't really like that And so I'm trying to cover it up to make me feel better. Well, this boy looks at me and he says, well, it didn't really do any difference by the time I was done powdering my nose. And I was so hurt and so crushed by that. I remember multiple times people taking pictures, and this was back in the day before cell phones were a thing, so we'd take pictures on a little Kodak camera, process the film, all that good stuff. Back in the day, if you wanted to sex someone, you had to take a picture and get the film processed and feel real uncomfortable picking up that film at Walgreens, okay? So in the day when people would take pictures, you we didn't really have like the digital, and you know, they had those eventually and stuff like that, but like if you didn't like a picture, you had to go and enter delete, retake the picture versus what, what we have now, and what we have now is a lot different, but I remember looking at pictures of myself and constantly critiquing the way that I looked, the way that I was standing, did I have a pimple on my face? And it was torture. Just utter torture for my soul. And nowadays when I take a picture, I take a couple pictures and we take a couple, you know, three or four, so you know, maybe one all of us will have our eyes open, but I don't look at it. I take the picture and I put it down. And the reason why I do that is because I got really tired of the fact that, that it was it was my serenity, it was my peace, it was my joy that it was stealing, trying to get this picture-perfect picture perfect picture. And, and yet I don't know how some of you are man, maintaining keeping, keeping up the facade and keeping up the looks and keeping up all this stuff because of the fact that when you go to church on Sunday and you're in- Sunday best and you look a certain way and you talk a certain way and all this other stuff like doesn't that get tiring I know for me it was I know for me that my life I got so tired of trying to paint this picture on the outside to make you think that I was okay meanwhile I was dying on the inside there was stuff going on at home that I didn't understand I didn't know who to talk to about so I shoved it on and just suppressed it all and for someone like me I eventually found alcohol at what 21 22 something like that it was just hook line and sinker for me, because finally for the first time in my life, things made sense. For the first time in my life, I had a release from all this stuff that I kept shoving down. And for some of you, maybe you don't reach for a, a bottle of alcohol, maybe you reach for a bottle of pills, but maybe you reach for a man. Maybe you don't reach for a man, but you reach for your girls on on your Instagram posts and blah 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 blah. And you're so concerned with how many Instagram followers that you have, and you're a part of the social media, and I'm an influencer, and I'm this and that. It The thing is, is that your thing doesn't get you DUIs. my thing gets me a criminal record. And I'm grateful today for the fact that I had this addiction and that I had this ailment because it led me to the cross. God had to deal with my pride before He dealt with my addiction. I remember when when I couldn't stop drinking and I remember crying out to God and screaming at Him. and And I was praying, I wasn't mad at Him. Well, maybe I was mad at Him. But I was screaming at Him saying, I didn't ask for this. And I remember I'm sitting there and I can't stop drinking. This alcohol has gripped me. And once I have that first drink, it is really difficult to put the next one down. And I'm not drinking just to get drunk. I'm drinking to black out because I don't want to remember. I don't want to think. I'm so tired and so miserable with life. And I had constantly just shoved everything down on the inside. And I had constantly just tried to pluck God, block the Holy Spirit, block people out. Because people did people the only thing that people did for me was hurt me. I was living in this constant victimhood mentality. I was constantly the victim. I was constantly justifying why I did X, Y, and Z. And there was no hope for someone like me because I can't make twelve bucks an hour serving donuts at the coffee shop and never get anywhere in life, and I was miserable. But some of you color it differently. You get all nice and dress up and you post your little kissy pictures or maybe you're taking, you're a woman and you're taking a selfie and you're posing just the right way to get just the right kind of attention. Stop it. You don't have to do that. You don't have to live that way. That's not going to produce good fruit in your life. And what that picture is really saying is I don't really know who I am and I don't know if I have value. So would you please, pretty please just like me? Would you, would you upvote my post? And here we are looking for value in all the wrong places because on the inside, we have sold ourselves short of God's glory and God's grace. And if we back up just a little bit, if we're we're okay with just being weak, saying I don't have it all together, saying I don't really know what I'm doing in my marriage, saying I don't really know how to raise these kids, maybe you don't, you had kids, you're like, well dang, I didn't know it was going to be this much work. If we just start to get a little honest, maybe we can get a little healing so what God is calling us to in this moment in our lives today is have we reached that breaking point? Have we reached that point that says enough's enough. I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of playing dress up. Because if we finally can come to a place in our lives where we can lay it all down and just say, you know what? I don't have it all together. I don't know what I'm doing. It's that little bit of honesty where you're finally laying down your pride just enough for God to come in. Because God's a gentleman. He won't come in where he's not welcome. And so if we're willing to lay down our pride for just a mere moment and to let God in, God says that his power is made strong in our weakness. I know I'm butchering that verse. Please forgive me. I you know, my bad. But his grace is sufficient for me. And if we're so, when we become, when we do it afraid, because it's it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to show your colors and to say, I'm depressed. I'm anxious social anxiety. I don't know what I'm doing at my job. I'm being bullied here. And we're able to to expose what's going on in the inside. God can finally come in and cover and he can heal. But nothing's going to change if we stay the same. Nothing's going to change if we look good on Sunday mornings and we're fine with that. And so what I believe that God is calling us to do right now in this moment is to say, have you reached your breaking point? Have you had enough of playing house? Have you had enough of playing church? And God can just, he can come in and do miracles. And I know it because he's done it in my life. And I'm telling you right now, I do it afraid. Every time I do it afraid, I don't know what I'm doing. I just started a business. And yesterday we had orientation with with, uh, my new hires and with my new employees and my new team. And yesterday was a stepping stone. Yesterday was was a point in history. And I don't know what that looks like, but I know that that's true. I don't know what God's going to do with this business and with, Mm -hmm. with these women, um, and eventually men that, that I've hired, but God's going to do something. He's going to do it big, and I don't have the answers. If you want to come to me and ask me my five-year plan, well, I don't have it. All I have is what God's called me to do today. All I have is what he's telling me to do right now. And that is enough. Because the moment I start to look at the, the take the step back and try to look at the big picture, I'm trying to play God and I'm trying to manipulate and control and figure out that's not my job today. One of my favorite people, her name's Charlene. She used, she used to say that in the classroom's like, that's not my job. It is not my job to play God. It is not my job what you think about me. It is not my job what it is that you you believe about me or don't don't what you believe what you don't believe it's not my job it's not my business what you think about me is none of my business so today when I get up in the morning and I hit my knees first thing in the morning and mind you my mind's already going my mind's going with work my mind's going with what I need to do with bills I hit my knees and I say, God not my will but yours be done And today I'm grateful for those weaknesses because through that weakness, God has revealed himself to me. He has made me strong in areas where I am weak and I'm still weak in those areas. And all that simply means today is just that I need him a little bit more than the next guy. And I am okay with that. I'm okay with that because God has put women in my life that I can lean on and that I can trust and that I love and that love me. And we are building something here and we're building something for the kingdom of God because today it's not about me. It is a spiritual battle out there. We are fighting for life and death, and it might not be the physical life and death with dealing with an addiction, but it is a spiritual life and death, and today I just don't want to sacrifice my joy. I don't want to sacrifice my peace and my serenity, and that means that I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest with where I'm at and with what I'm doing, and so today, if that's you, I'm just going to pray for you, and I'll shut up, and I hope you guys have a great day. God, I just invite you into this moment. I thank you for who you are. God, I pray for those of us that are struggling with our weaknesses, Lord, that we are just able to lay them down. God, I just pray, Lord, that just a little bit we open that door and invite you in. Because when we give you an inch, God, you can do things. You say that you are able to do exceedingly above whatever we could ask or think. So, God, today I don't pray for things specifically. I just say not my will but yours be done. And I claim the power and the, of the blood of Jesus over my life and over my sins and over all these things, God. Because it is not me today. It is about you. So, Father, my prayer is that I might decrease so that you might increase. And so, Father, I pray that you help us as we do it afraid and we reveal our weaknesses and say, I don't know what I'm doing here. And if you're someone that goes to church and you've been in church a long time, And maybe you're struggling in your marriage or within and you don't know where to put those thoughts because you don't feel like you have a safe place. I pray that God brings someone along in your path that you can be honest and open with. Because the Bible tells us to share our burdens and to confess our sins one to another. The Bible tells us to do that. Why? Because there's healing and there's growth. That leads us to repentance. That leads us to change. And so, Father, I pray that you help us to not stay where we're at today, but help us to draw a little bit closer to you. Lord, I love you and I thank you for this day. Jesus name. Amen. I pray that you guys have a great day and know no matter what I believe in you and you matter to me and I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.